What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We've said it once. We've said it before. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Uh, bringing you all the information and all the news that you need. And I'm joking about that. Because we just ramble. Because that's why it's called Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Um, you would think today's episode would be about Joe Biden and the secret documents. Because every time Corinne Jean-Pierre takes the mic. She always says, there's nothing else to see. There's no more documents to be found. Oh, wait, the FBI has found some more. And now there looks like they're going to investigate Joe Biden's other house. And I think what's more distressing to me is that you have a gentleman who's been in politics for 40 plus years who has multitudes of million dollar homes. <laughs> I think that should be investigated. But, but they're now, you know, the FBI went back out to Delaware, found some more documents and the, the Biden administration, of course, is just stonewalling the American public. They, they're even the the regular terrestrial media is going on the attack a little bit because you see the pictures of the boxes, you see the Corvette pulling out, and I know I, I'm one of these people that I, I just want to know one thing: uh, What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What are in those boxes in the garage? Are they secret documents, maybe related to a former vice president's son, who? In reference to Ukraine, a prosecution of Ukraine, which automatically disappeared when a certain vice president decided to threaten to withhold funding until that prosecution disappeared. Could it be some information in reference to China and how the big guy was getting 10% from dealings from his son? And his son, of course, had access to the beach house because that won't, excuse me, his, his primary residence in Delaware as he rented it out for $50,000 a month. What a dad. What a guy. Uh, son, you, you don't have a place to live and your wife threw you up. Take my house. I'm only going to charge you 50 grand a month in rent. Does anyone else think that seems a little fishy and seems like a little bit of a cover up to me in reference to maybe some money laundering? Just saying. But I, I've said it again. I'm going to keep saying it. I, I, I want to know. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What's in the box? But you know what? We have other pressing information to go through today. We have, we have a big story. Eminem has decided to put their mascots on an indefinite pause. That's what they're doing now. They, they, they are caving in to this controversy. And evidently they're trying to blame Tucker Carlson of Fox News because of the fact that he allegedly attacked the sexuality of the candy. Dun, dun, dun. I, I said it before. They should just make all them. That's why, this, that's why the, the title is this. They should just make all M&Ms yellow. Or they should make them all just green. No, no, no. That's that's the horny M&M. That's what she said. Oh, this. Well, I mean, and they're going to. And I'm not. They're, they're replacing them with Maya Rudolph. 
And you're probably thinking to yourself, besides Saturday Night Live, what really has Maya Rudolph ever done to be a national spokesperson for a national candy? But they are blaming. T- I love this because we're, we're going to get into this in a second because I think it's really funny. Um, but they're blaming Tucker Carlson for saying that, you know, this 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 candy you know, has become sexualized that, that they're doing, you know, that they're doing certain things. And, and, and it's funny though, because the green M&M lost her boots because she's not, she's not sexy anymore. So now she went and got sneakers and they evidently gave her a candy friend. So nearly, it was about a year ago that Tucker Carlson talked about this. And he basically said that they're woke M&Ms. And I find it funny that this is the rallying cry. That, that that this is the rallying cry that Eminem is using. That that they have this. That Tucker Carlson went after the M and M's, and he basically said the green M M&M and M is now a lesbian, maybe, and now there's a plus size M M&M. and M. Okay, and so the obese purple M M&M, and M, he called it. Okay, uh, now I got to admit, calling someone obese M and M is probably not the best thing to do. But I, I laugh though because of the fact that the Eminem said that it didn't ex- that the changes that they made recently, which is over a year ago, they didn't expect it to break the internet, and they noted even a candy shoes can be polarizing, which is the last thing the brand wanted since we're all about bringing people together. See, here's the thing that cracks me up, uh, and let's read the whole let's read the whole Eminem re- uh, release uh, the press release. America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We're sh- we weren't sure if everyone would even notice. Of course they were going to notice. She made a big fucking deal out of it. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. Well, it didn't break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy shoes are polarizing, which has the last thing Eminem wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Wokeness at its finest. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candy in their place. We are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. I don't know what she's beloved for. Beyond Saturday Night Live, what has she done? We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels like they belong. Oh my God, that's so deep. And this is the controversy. This this is the controversy, and they're trying to blame all the, and I shouldn't say not everyone, but the liberal media is trying to blame and create this fake controversy and blame all Republicans, blame all conservatives. And I love it because Greg Gunfeld, Gutfeld pondered last year, will Eminem still melt in your mouth if they identify as trans? Come on, that's a little bit funny. And there was a lot of people that, you know, talked about this. And because of the fact that they decided to, like I said, they decided to make changes to the M&Ms on January 28th, which was almost a year ago of 2022. And the big news, and this is what people seem to forget. This is why I talk about how they, has, how you, as you get distance from something, sometimes the, the, the mind's eye wanders. You miss, kind of misremember things that happened. But Eminem came out and it said they are giving, this was in, like I said, this was in January of last year, 2022, came out with a big release saying the characters are getting a new look to become more inclusive. Eminem hopes to create a world where everyone feels like they belong in society is inclusive, said one of the, I can't, you know, to, uh, I can't even talk today. But we'll read that again. We'll read that again. This was a statement from last year, January of last year. Eminem hopes to create a world where everyone feels like they belong 
and inclusive. And I can't even read today. Jeez, what is wrong with me today? You know, I probably need some water, but let's read that one more time. Well, you know, they say third time, Mr. Charm. M&M's hope to create a world where everyone feels they belong and society is inclusive. Ooh, that was their big thing. And what they did is if you took a look at it, they had a picture of the old M&M's and they have a picture of the new M&M's. Now, the sexy green M&M has had lost her 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 signature go-go boots. I remember, you know what's funny? I remember back in the late 90s, I think it was, maybe early 2000s, when the sexy M&M came out. And the red and the uh, the red and the blue M&M would fight over her. I remember that. But they, they removed her go-go boots because of the fact that you can't have you can't have an M&M you can't have an M&M with go-go boots because of the fact that that's just that's just too that's just that's that's you're objectifying M&Ms. <laughs> You're objectifying them. The red M&M, who is actually kind of the mean M&M, has, has become more woke and, be, and being more inclusive with his friends. The orange M&M, who was kind of the neurotic one, is, has had then decided to embrace his, his, his idiosyncrasies because he's going to be part of the world. And then they also has the, the brown M&M, uh, the other female M&M, has also slipped into something a little bit more comfy, a little bit more comfy, this article says, Block heels instead of her signature stilettos. She and the green M&M will also have a more friendly relationship than previously had together showing and shine and not shade. So they're lesbians. (laughs) So you're basically coming out and saying that they're lesbians. And I love it because also they're saying that her signature, the green M&M, uh, who typically sports her white go-go boots, has stepped into a pair of cool layback sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence. Wow, it really sounds like they are trying to put this together a little bit too difficult. And then even back at last year, online people joked about the idea of having these characters making these changes to be more inclusive. <laughs> they were joking about this back in, in January of last year because it was stupid. They're candy. They are candy. You had one person on Twitter say, I'm a single, I I am a single issue view voter. And my vote and my issue is keep the green M&M a hot, sexy lady. (laughs) I love it because it it just makes me laugh because then they talk about the, finally that the M&M with mental health issue, he struggles with that's the orange M&M. Because he's very neurotic. He's embracing his his mental health issues. <laughs> you are trying. I mean, this is fucking candy. These are M and M's. These are just the. These are just pieces of candy that you eat. And they keep forget. They're blaming everyone for this backlash. They're blaming conservatives, but they've had backlash going back to January of last year. And then replacing it with Maya Rudolph, I have nothing against Maya Rudolph. I I I I don't really know anything about her besides she was on Saturday Night Live, and she's uh, yeah that that is and that's what they even say basically in their press release that Maya Rudolph, known for her tenure as a sketch comedy a comedy show Saturday Night Live, does it? I mean, have we really gone this far? to wokeness that we're looking for fake controversies 
And I love because every article sits there and says, Tucker Carlson tonight has been among the most prominent critics of the changes. It featured as multiple segments on the show, during which the host criticized the lack of eye candy in the Eminem's rebranding, saying the female cartoons characters now look sexless. And he says, Eminem's will not be satisfied until they have the last cartoon character is a deeply unappealing. Yeah, that's what they're doing because everyone needs to look the same. No one can be different. You are, you can only be different if you fit into a category. And those categories usually are you need to be neurotic. You, you need to be self-centered. And you have to make sure that you're inclusive to everyone, even though it's fucking candy. It's candy. And he even went on to say in his January 10th segment, Tech Carlson, this is woke M&Ms are back, targeting the green M&Ms as a plus size, obese, purple M&M. And again, in the statement, M&M said it did not tend for the rebranding for its folks candy to be a divisive issue. It's a divisive issue because of the fact that what you're what you're doing, you are trying to blame everyone under the sun for what you did because you went woke and people called you out on it. So what you need to do is you need to then complain and say, it was the liberals. Well, that did this. It was the liberals. I mean, excuse me. It was the conservatives that did this. We are, we are so woke that we are going to ruin candy. I already told my family, we are never buying M&Ms again. We're, we, we will go buy the generic M&Ms. And because we are never buying MMs again. Speaking of continued wokeness, I really don't read much about lifestyle stuff, but something caught my eye in a couple papers today. And it says Twitch influencer Jessica Fernandez films man staring at her like a piece of meat at the gym. Now you would think this story is would be of this of this man lingering over her. This man staring at her voluptuously, or I don't know, I don't think voluptuously, voluptuously is a word. I can't even talk today. Staring at her longingly. And you would think that this video that she posted would be so, would be so horrid and terrible that it just shows the grossness of men when they're in the gym. And I love it because I went and watched the gym. And it says, the article says, a female Twitch streamer has gone viral after posting a video of a feral gym goer staring at her like a piece of meat during her workout. Now, she's saying this. And she's got, uh, she's a video game and lifestyle content creator with nearly 56,000 followers on Twitch and 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And she posted the video on Twitter last week where it has gained something like 2.6 million views. And she says in the video, this guy makes me extremely uncomfortable. Okay, and then she wrote, here is why I ended up crying on a stream because I felt so grossed out at times with the amount of sexualization I experienced. Hopefully this spreads awareness for girls who experience this same type of treatment in the gym. Now you would think this is horrible. You would think this is terrible. You would think that this guy has got his thing out and he's waving it around, staring at her. You would think this. <laughs> now, in the video, she's lifting weights. And there's a man in the background who you could see him glancing up. But of course, as you see him glancing up, it's, it's never for a very long period. He's, he's in between his workouts. He's in between his sets. And you do see him looking up. Now, of course, she is on the floor with a barbell across her crotch 
lifting it up, which is, you know, which is, and you're in the gym, that's not sexy. But she's sitting there filming all this, of course, with her microphone in hand. And she writes, she says in the video, stupid piece of effing, I can say it, stupid piece of fucking shit behind me. She whispers into the microphone, stupid piece of fucking shit behind me. She whispers into the microphone, I hate this. I hate when these weirdos get, it gets you so uncomfortable. Feral, 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 like fucking feral. So you, again, you think this video is horrid. That they are, he is, he is just ogling this young girl. And then he comes over and asks her, you want to put it on? <laughs> now, at first, when you read this, you're like, oh, my God, this guy is horrible. And then she replies, you don't have to do that. It's okay. I got it. Thank you, though. And then he walks away. Okay, let's put this into context. If anyone has worked out in the gym before, there's nothing really to look at at the gym. You stare around at people. You look at people. You watch the TV. You look at the floor. And that's what this guy is doing. The guy is looking over at her like, what is she doing? I mean, you could really see it on his face because she's talking to herself into the microphone with her camera set up on the floor. And I always, and like I said, I've been to the gym multitudes of times. I stopped going to the gym because I like working out of my house. But th this is what you do in the gym. You, you people watch sometimes. He wasn't ogling. He wasn't staring. I, and I love it how the video was cut at certain segments because she then zooms it on the guy. And he was, was walking, so he was finishing his set, and she is changing out her weights and putting on heavier plates. So as he walks by, being a gentleman, or he could be a perp, I don't know, but you got to give some people the benefit of the doubt. He asks her about the plate. Do you want me to put it on? The plate, because she's lifting up a heavy plate. And that's when she says, no, you don't have to do that. I'm like, okay, I got it, though. And after he leaves... She continues to rant to the camera. What part of me working up by myself makes it look like I'm a damsel in distress? She said it triggered her flight or fight response to a previous traumas. I was completely fine until he followed me to the squat rack in the corner of the gym, which she doesn't have a video of. She's videotaped everything else, but she doesn't have a video of that. Now, you got some people on Twitter that, that are like, I don't understand how hard it is to mind your own business. People at the gym aren't there to get stared at and head on. It makes no sense. Another person says staring at the gym is a hundred percent normal. It annoys me, but these people are supposed to look at the floor walking up and grabbing a weight. Now that's not normal. That is a walking up and grabbing a weight is a hundred percent normal. If you go, if you're lifting, if you are working out, if you are looking for a barbell or a dumbbell or whatever, you go and get it. If someone has a plate you want, you go and get it. And I have asked at times if someone needs help putting a plate on. That doesn't make me a pervert. Now, what happened next is kind of funny. This is, this is, what happened next kind of made me laugh. Because there's also a number of users on Twitter and Twitch and everything else that told her she was totally wrong. That told her that she she's basically out of her mind. And now she was evidently deleting a lot of these comments. And then one person write, and she she happens to be a woman, because why is it she? I can see how this makes me look and like oh, no. And this is what she posted. To, this is what Jessica posted, I should say, to the people that told her she was wrong. And I love it because I love I love the response because the, the response is so funny. Because of the fact she writes, I could see how this makes me look like I have an inflated ego. 
but I am an attractive girl in a beauty standard sense. And I get extremely sexually harassed online and it makes it trusting random strangers that approach me trigger my trauma, which is why I responded this way. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of do have a little bit of an inflated ego a little bit. And you are sexually harassed online because you are posting these videos online. And I'm sorry, there are a lot of perverts online. So you are putting yourself out there and then you are shocked when people sexualize what you are doing. (laughs) And I love it because then you had someone on Twitter says, girls like that go to the gym just to chase clout and be toxic. This man did nothing wrong. And she's hiding comments, calling her out. Really weak for someone who hits the gym. Yep, I I agree. And then I love it because the Daily Wire host, I guess think his name is Matt Walsh, wrote, I watched the whole video. The guy glances a few times, probably wondering why she's recording herself, then comes over to offer to help her rack the weights. She declines. Oh, okay. And he walks away. The end. She's the problem, not him. He added, ladies, if you're wondering why you aren't meeting any decent men, it might be because they're afraid of being publicly shamed as predators, even so much as a glance in your directions, or God forbid they try to speak to you. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But then, in response to the suggestion she overreacted, Fernandez claims a lot of people have taken the video out of context. And she writes, I found a squat rack area. In the corner of the gym, she wrote in our lengthy tweet. He followed me there right after I did this. Reverse deadlifts. There is plenty of ab machines to use, but he chose the one that was not doing his workout half the time. The mirror faced me and not the whole gym, so he was not looking around. There was nothing but a mirror in my direction. Okay, where's the video? <laughs> you got all the videos for everything else. You, st- you automatically stopped recording? And then she goes back and says, again, I constantly, I get constantly harassed by men in public because in public spaces, even when I show an inch of skin. So I get pissed when they glare for disturbing long periods of time. I watched a video. Maybe it was a second and a half. I'm not looking for clicks or views. Bullshit. We got to get the bullshit button up because that's bullshit. You, you're on Twitter. You're on Twitch. You're on YouTube because you're not looking for clicks and views. Okay. I just posted this to spread awareness on how disturbing being stared at can make a woman feel. <laughs> really? Then she wrote, I don't think it's bad to look at someone once and be like, oh, that's a pretty girl. But I personally put my headphones on. I mind my business and make sure you mind your business as you set up your camera to record yourself minding your business so you can post it, minding your business on social media, and then you're upset that people watch the video and make derogatory comments. Okay. I mind my business to make sure to look unapproachable because I'm only there to film gym vlogs and work on my progression in the gym. Okay, then get gym equipment at home and film it at home. Oh, no, because you won't be out and you won't have people staring at you. Oh, okay, I get it now. I wouldn't be doing this for the attention at all. Nope, don't do it. for if You you don't do it for the attention at all, but you post it on social media. I don't trust random stay strangers. No person should. You don't know their intention. You're in a public space. You're in the gym. I can see how this makes me look like I have an inflated ego, but I am an attractive girl in a beauty standard sense, and I get extremely sexually harassed online. We've read that, but we're going to read it again. Uh, make sure trusting strangers that approach me trigger my trauma, which is why I respond this way. 
And then I love it because then, after this long diatribe, the truth comes out. I am extremely antisocial, and being hit on is never a compliment to me. I don't like to be approached. I don't, I haven't dated for a year because I despise being sexualized. But you're wearing, you're wearing tight pants and a sports bra in the gym on the floor. And you're sitting there filming yourself, basically what looks like a crotch shot. So you can post it on social media so you won't be sexualized. It happens anyways, and I get frustrated. It's normal for a girl to feel this way because it happens often, question mark. The only creepy person in this story is, is, is this girl, is, is Miss Fernandez, Jessica Fernandez, because of the fact that, like I said, watch, go and watch the video. Because if you literally go and watch the video, and now this guy is like a pretty big guy. You can tell this is a gym rat. This is a guy that's constantly in the gym. You could tell by his physique. So he was probably just being nice. But people take it. The wokeness takes it and goes an extremely different way. The last thing I want to talk about today is something, something that was I, I was um, watching the business news the other day. And I, I see this story that California Democrats, they're considering a new wealth tax. Which is this? Which is which is they always do because California has a big shortfall in reference to their budget, but they're considering a wealth tax, including for people who move out of state. Now, <laughs> you want to tax people that no longer live in in the state. So, Assemblyman Alex Lee, who is a progressive Democrat, of course, last week introduced a bill in the California legislation. That would impose an annual 1.5% tax on those with a worldwide net of over a billion, a billion, $1 billion. I I, I wish I had the buttons because I have the $1 million. I have the $1 million sound effect labeled here. And I'm going to look for it. So here you go. $1 million. Now that's going to be starting every, it's starting as early as January 24th. And as early as January 26th, the threshold for the tax uh, would drop for those of a worldwide net exceeding $50 million and would hit with an annual 1% tax on wealth, while billionaires would still be taxed at 1.5%. Now, I'm curious because worldwide wealth extends beyond annual income to include basically uh, diverse holdings such as um, like farm assets, collectibles, stocks, head funds, interests, and art, and things such as that. Now, the legislation was just recently modified. <laughs> Our version was recently modified of a wealth tax and approved in California Assembly back in 2020. Or I should say a modified was, which was led by, which again was a Democratic-like Senate. Uh, and they, they then declined to pass it. The current version, though, just introduced would include measures that allowed California to impose wealth tax on residents even years after they left and moved elsewhere. Okay, you you exited California. You no longer live there. So now it's an exit tax. Now, now this is the funny part. This is the funny thing. Exit taxes aren't new in California. They've had this before. But this bill would also introduce a provision to create contractual claims tied to the assets of wealth. <laughs> ah. It's crazy. 
you're leaving the state of California, but they still want to tax you for not, for not living there. Now, they're one of the several blue states last week uh, that unveiled bills to impose new wealth tax. The other states, shockingly, Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Minnesota, New York, and Washington. Each state's proposals contain a different tax approach, but they all center around the same basic idea. The rich must pay more. The rich are evil because they have one million dollars. Now, I love it. Assemblyman Lee wrote, the working class has shouldered the tax burden for too long. The ultra-rich are paying little to nothing by hoarding their wealth through assets. Time to end that. Well, you don't live in California, but you're, you're going to end that by going after their assets. Does anyone understand that I believe, what is it, 48, 49% of the country doesn't pay taxes? They don't pay taxes. They have zero. They have a zero tax balance. So that's like 48% of the country. And I love it when they talk about people paying their burden and their fair share. If almost half the country, if not more than half the country, doesn't pay anything in taxes, who's paying the who's paying the taxes? Oh, it's the other half of the country. So when they talk about the working class, they're not talking about the middle class. Because the middle class, we pay most of the taxes. We pay a large portion of the taxes. And now advocates are saying that this money could be used to boost schools and housings and other social programs. I always love it. There's always social programs. But it's probably to help address California's massive $22.5 billion budget deficit. That that could be the reason, that could be the reason why that they're doing this. So they're they they have to figure out this budget shortfall. So what they're doing is you leave California, we're gonna tax you. <laughs> We're going to tax you even though you haven't been living here for years because you're too wealthy and you need to give us money because we have a $22.5 billion de budget deficit. And then I love it the other day. They had uh, they had the Committee on Reparations saying that uh, all black people, African-Americans in California, should be paid $5 million apiece if they can prove certain things, that, such as the fact that you lived in California, that you are certain certain age. And I loved it because of the fact that, because this is for reparations for slavery and everything else. Even though California wasn't a slave state, they had no slaves in California. <laughs> uh, but but if you lived in California from like 18 something to 19, 19 something, 19, or 2000, if you lived in California from like 1940 to 2000 or something like that, you, you, could, you could be qualified for $5 million a person. I've said this before. I'm a second generation American. My family came, my grandfather came over through Ellis Island. My father was born here. I was then born here. We came over from Ireland. We didn't own slaves. Sorry. So why am I chipping into the, Why am I chipping into this kitty? And, and, and I love it because of the fact that you had people on Twitter who were talking about this, saying that you're going to pay people who had never been slaves and give them money from people who never owned slaves. It's time that we stop going crazy. It's time that we stop looking at someone else and saying to them, hey, listen, you need to give me something because I don't have something or you have too much of something and I want it. So you need to give me something for free. I worked hard my entire career. My wife works hard in her career. And the fact that we pay X amount in taxes and then pay even more in taxes at the end of the year is, is crazy to me. And then to find out that people who don't work or don't work as hard want to have the same amount, if not more, because they feel entitled. 
even though we worked extremely hard to get to where we are. And on that note, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer, telling you this and always saying it. The truth shall always set you free. And I'm out of here.